0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Assemble XP. One of your hosts, Matt, and joining me as always is the dark knight of Xbox himself, Mr. Court. Hi, Court.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: It's fine. Everything's good. Having a nice day. I don't even know what day it is anymore.
1: It's it's, it's Wednesday. Good for it. At at lunchtime. Is it? Yeah. What'd you have for lunch? I had uh, a croissant and a homemade cookie and a coffee. very healthy Very healthy. it sounds good well
0: the gentleman that is joining us today everybody it's not going to be talking about court's lunch and all the things that court has had today or matt but we have steve
2: Vivari here joining us steve welcome to the show thank you for having me this is a lot of fun i'm excited to to hang out with you guys during you know this wonderful wednesday lunch period you know I love that. Never. It is like being at school, and it's little, it is. Yeah, <laughs> we get a little recess, get to hang out on the the playground. oh Aww. so much fun. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, Steve. Question for you. Yeah. How were that? the tacos? They were surprisingly spicy. Uh, ah, I book like uh, that from the video. Yeah, uh, delicious. Don't get me wrong, and I, I can handle a certain amount of spice, but um yeah. Not too much, not not <laughs> not as much as they included in that in that in that So you had a bite, and you went and got something else. No, no, I I kept going, doubling down, tripling oh, down. Wow! Yeah, it down. was it was there were there was a lot of sweat at some point. Yeah, like oh wow, coming out the forehead, but it was worth it. Absolutely okay. fair a lot enough. Yeah, <laughs> good good. I like that. I I saw
1: the video. Um, uh, I saw someone posting the how how they were made, and I was watching her take. The chilies and just take out the core and put it into the guacamole and I'm like, oh, that's gonna be spicy. That's that's painful.
2: Yeah, I looked it. Yeah, there was there was like a like a ramekin of like habanero sauce. I don't know everything. I don't know what exactly was in it, but that thing, a few drops, took it to the next level. And I just, I don't know, being the idiot I am, just kept kept going for it, spoons after spoonful. And I was like, God, bad idea, (laughs) bad Bad idea,
0: Steve, no.
1: I play my video games on baby mode, and I my spice is baby mode as well. So, But I'm here. I survived. That's the most yeah. important thing. Good. Good. So you can be on Hot Ones because I can't.
2: Yeah. Well, I can make it You know, to a certain threshold. I don't know what that threshold would be, but... Yeah. yeah. So, Steve, we have you here because
1: um, you do a job that uh, we appreciate, uh, and yeah. we read those articles. But why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about... Who Steve is and what makes you tick
2: sure uh so yeah my name is Steve Agvari for anyone that perhaps doesn't know know me I am a games and tech writer I write for a number of Canadian outlets um, like Squad State, uh, iPhone in Canada, Console Creatures, Mobile Syrup I also do a podcast the Canadian Geek Cast I'm, I'm kind of every everywhere Sunday. yeah every Sunday and I'm just kind of you know Canadian video game writer gun for hire so so to speak kind of just doing the beat you know do live the dream as as some some would say but um yeah just just kind of doing anything from news to features reviews stuff like that and uh, getting to hang out with wonderful people such as yourself as well you know wow wow he's saying nice things about me not you Matt just that's to- 100% oh. true yeah 100
0: <laughs> Steve, what what really inspired you to get into media journalism and, and start all of that? Was it just simple love and passion of all things tech and video games as you're growing up? Is it just a combination of things or is it like you, you had something driving you? Like what really got you into it from the beginning?
2: It's kind of funny. I, I feel like I almost fell into it to a certain extent. I mean, we're all relatively the, the same age and everything. I think we all grew up... Uh, to a certain point, in the advent of what content creation is yeah. um, on the internet, and for the longest time, like as a kid, I never thought that you know someone from who grew up in Guelph, Ontario, could just go out and write about a video game at any point. Because you know, you see see the old magazines and stuff, and you're like, okay, those are professional people doing that. I I'm never going to be that person. So it wasn't until I was in like my early 20s that I started seeing the this this huge boom of like let's plays and video game centric content on youtube and that's when i was like okay so people can just start doing this as like a grassroots kind of concept and just upload their stuff on youtube and find an audience and it wasn't give away the secret don't don't tell them them. not the not the secret spices no not at all (laughs) and and it wasn't long after that that i really started listening to like kevin smith's podcast and everything and that was another avenue where it's like oh you can attract an audience just by being a nerd and talking about geek culture and stuff like that so it was it was a hybrid of those two things that really made me want to pursue not video game journalism so to speak but content creation and you know started up a podcast with a with a buddy of mine like an after work thing and after a while we kind of just like fell out of it because of schedules and and all that and i was like well i still want to talk about video games what can i just do on my own i don't really want to sit in front of a camera and a microphone on my own Mm -hmm. so what can i do that's just solo that i can control on my time and i just started you know a blog started writing about whatever whatever news or opinion pieces that i had and everything and then it just kind of snowballed into attracting, um, freelance opportunities in Canada. So, uh, that was about, you know, at this point, five years ago and it just kept going and going. And, um, ever since then just have been able to, to network with the, with the right people. Fortunately, I mean, a lot of, a lot of it is luck, but it's also just having that, that portfolio behind me of being like, okay, I've proven myself to be able to do this and this and this, let's work together on something. And yeah, it's just, thankfully has has worked out uh so far steve do you find
0: is there a specific uh topic or genre that does pique your interest more than others like when you're writing uh and putting an article together or anything is there something is is there a topic that you're just like awesome like i love covering this stuff or is it circumstantial like kind of like whatever the flavor is or whatever hits your (laughs) mood strikes you but is there anything like is it on the tech side is it on the gaming side mostly but is there something that really like scratches that itch for you
2: i think it's it's definitely a place and time kind of thing when when i first started fun like funny enough i my beat was esports um, hmm. The Canadian side of esports, that's what I covered. I covered it for Cineplex and World Gaming uh, when they were doing like their esports initiative. And that was my beat for about two years exclusively almost. Wow. Uh, and then I kind of got th- got the opportunity to branch out and kind of talk about video games in general and then tech as well. I think as long as it's something that I inherently am interested in. I enjoy writing about it so whether or not it's about xbox or about their games or about you know something tech related like i don't know rgb lighting i'm i'm down yeah. I'm, I'm i'm into it you know <laughs> and uh, i'll, I'll review it yeah and and it, it, yeah if, if it sparks my interest i'm definitely in there to kind of cover that that topic
1: so you get to play the latest games for review previews but has that changed the way that you play video games because is someone that we're both new to this and even when we we thanks to xbox we got codes to a game months ago that it's probably going to be my game of the year mm-hmm. i found myself playing the game differently now does, does that happen to you or are you able to get back into playing a game because like you just reviewed a game that i just finished today and i've been playing it like i normally do and that's far cry six so that's right. why i asked the question
2: yeah, no, absolutely. It it definitely changes the way you play games, the way you even think about games. Uh, The more and more you, you uh, I I feel like I, I've done it, I feel like I approach a game way differently than I would have if I'm just playing it on my own. Like if I'm just booting something up on the Xbox Game Pass and just diving in like one random night of the week, I play that game differently than I do, let's say, let's go back to Far Cry 6. And, you know, Obviously, I'm very thankful and humbled by the opportunity opportunities I've been given over over the years. Being able to work with a lot of publishers. That said, though, you do work under you know time constraints, hitting embargoes, stuff like that. You do have to go in and kind of critique a like a game. Um, It's so funny. I kind of look back at a prime example: Halo Two, a game I I think is one of my favorite games of all time, and everything. And over the years. I've looked at that game so differently than the first time I ever played that when it first came out. It's like what I, I keep thinking about, what is it about Halo 2 that I like? And can I describe why I like it? Is there aspects of that game I don't like? How do, why don't I like that? And I think that's a really big challenge of when you approach like video game reviews is being able to not only point out what the things you like or dislike, but explain that and that that to me has been a hurdle, but also like something kind of liberating when it comes to approaching video games is kind of broadening that conversation that you can have about a piece of art. Um, So yeah, yeah, it's definitely changed over the years and I I feel like it will continue to change uh, as time goes on as well. Steve, is there with the embargo
0: piece in games because we've experienced this and my, I have a challenge with, reading i love certain, like creators who, who will go through and give a review or an impressions of a game that they've played like if it's let's just use far cry 6 they've gone sure. through and they've had to complete it within uh 48 hours for the time mm-hmm. they got the game whatever and but i have a did bit of an <laughs>
1: did not n- sleep, didn't to play sleep. That game to yeah that. didn't sleep at <laughs> yeah. all but
0: it's done but that's that's part of the the challenge i have with reading or watching uh any creators going through even myself be like well i beat the whole thing but are you able to truly grasp everything that a game or the piece of content has to offer because you've had you're under these it's a it's a delicate balance right of i've had i've had limited time with this i have to get this out it's part of what i'm doing um it's required at the same time i don't know if it necessarily allows you to be able to give like a full i guess comprehensive review and maybe it also depends on the title as well when i talk far cry that's an open world 120 hour experience versus maybe something that could be done in six hours uh, mm-hmm. I, I know there's a delicate balance there but i just kind of want your take anyways on what how you feel about the embargo process and doing those reviews um just what the challenge is over there overall
2: no i absolutely i think you brought up that fine balance and there is a incredibly fine line that you have to walk when um, when you when you review a game i think going you know going back to far cry 6 if you've played a far cry game before and you're approaching a review for far cry 6 you already know the basis of the game you kind of can already wrap your head around the moment-to-moment gameplay so you can almost take your mind out of out of that hmm. aspect of like I already know what the combat's going to be. I already know what traversal's like. I don't really have to concentrate that much. Now it's more, let's focus on the story. Let's focus on new elements. Let's focus on the graphics and stuff like that. So you can kind of just put your conscience aside into those aspects of the game rather than like the full uh, the full picture. Um, that being said though, time constraints are a huge factor in this. But I I feel like reviews and specifically the the difference between a written review and say like a video review kind of stuff that you guys do is that you can have you guys have the advantage of being like okay this is my impression of a game and i think an impression or a review in progress means so much these days especially when you're looking at a game that takes 60 hours you can actually go along and play these games alongside your audience which is huge right um Versus like a video or a written review where, you know, I, I have to kind of compile 60 hours of thought into 1,500 words or so or 2,000 words. And then after that, that for me at least kind of um, sparks a conversation where it's like, okay, I have the review. Now I can go out and talk about this with different people and kind of – um I don't know what really start a conversation and kind of see where it goes from there. Yeah. Like the audience's reaction to my review can then sort of in a conversation on, on Twitter or social, like any kind of social media. And maybe that review just evolves over time. I if that makes sense. It
0: does. I didn't think of that either from the written perspective, because you're totally right from a video content creator side. Yeah, you can just you can have that let the creative juices flow of like do you want to cover everything the condensed an hour whatever a segment of the game Uh, a combat element right weapons you could do whatever you want in that regard but you're totally right i didn't think about how from the written side of it you're like i got 1500 words i got to hit i know i want to hit x y and z beats however the challenge i think too is like you could have a great piece and it comes off very well but obviously anybody can extract whatever from it and say i don't agree with this or that but even for you writing it you may not be like well it's i didn't i am not able to get into deep detail on this i have to kind of give you my coles notes on this one aspect uh let's just say it's combat in the game i can't give you the full written detail of it and it, it's got to be really challenging when you're trying to put something together where it's like kind of every bit of it really does count if it's a giant, giant experience, like if it's right. a last of us or anything else, that's going to be huge or uncharted. Um, those types of games, I figure it take a lot. So, yeah, I didn't think about how from the written side, it's it's a way different challenge.
2: Yeah, And also, I think that a lot of reviews are also so subjective and personal. So if if you go into a review that i've written you're getting the things that have interested me the most have have taken like my my focus and you could read someone else's and their focus might be on something completely different because that's what attracted them so i think that you know i i don't know if it's really that all that beneficial to an audience to be like okay here's a review and i'm talking about literally everything because then it's like well now, now you're just giving like bullet points on what the game is versus how the game affected you, and that doesn't. It, I don't know. I, I feel like it's way better just to hit like the best and the the biggest things that stuck out to you first. Is just trying to compile everything into a written review Um because then then it just seems long winded and just straying away from the main focus of what that review should be. Now, a follow up is now you have such a small
1: window especially like this time of year like you have mm-hmm. november and like I, i'm sure you're already looking at february and march of next year and going oh you gotta be kidding me yeah is there any game right now that you even have time to go back like I, i'll use it as an example again because i like i said i just finished far cry 6 i look at my time played i played 53 hours of this mm-hmm. game and i did all the side and all that have you had time to go back like even today psychonauts 2 got a quality of life. um yeah Update that Matt and I talked about that we're we're going to go back and go play. Do you have that time?
2: Usually not, and it's so unfortunate. Uh, there are little windows of opportunity throughout the years. Usually, the first one is in the summer where I can go back for the games that I I missed during the spring, and then obviously like the holiday season. Probably a, a few weeks after Halo Infinite drops, then that's when I can be like, okay, what games do I have to hit? Um, before I started doing like my own personal game of the year uh, discussions and stuff like that, what, what are those games that like Life is Strange, uh, True Colors is a game I haven't, uh, haven't gotten the chance to, to play. I have the, the code ready, uh, downloaded on my on my Xbox, just have not had the time to, to go and really play it. So I, I try to take like any free moment I, I have to, to go back to those like huge, um, huge gaps in my in my uh, my backlog. So, I'm gonna ask a
1: fun little question here. Sure. Yeah. And and I'm just going to uh, say, be careful what you say because one of us is on I, either side. I didn't so say we're not that. gonna give it. No. Yeah, he well, said that. He told you I'm to be careful. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. So, Marvel or
2: DC? Yes, Marvel. Steve, baby. Marvel, baby.
1: Eat it, Let's Court. Let's
2: go. I feel her. Let's hurt. go. I'm sorry, Court. It's I'm okay. Sorry.
1: Don't. Honestly, I'm just having fun with it. Don't apologize uh, it's definitely to Definitely Marvel, as you can see. Yeah, uh, Spider
2: Man. Yeah. No, I don't know. I I grew up a, a Marvel. Well, to be honest, I grew up a Marvel kid and then a Batman kid. Like, yeah. If it, if it's anything if DC, like Batman. yeah. Uh, Batman just in, interests me to to no other degree but marvel there there's just something wonderful about those especially the comics just going through the pages uh, i love the you usually like all the artwork and and the characters and stories just happened to interest me as a kid and that kind of just extended um throughout my my adulthood as well fair i'll allow it hey i because you did say <laughs> batman like come on now
1: he did batman, say, i have i have a minor obsession dude. i have a minor obsession minor batman. minor It's minor, minor. Have you seen your <laughs> shelf turn around court? I, I, I say have, that, look, but then it's hold like, on, look, I got all right. the Batmobiles. I just got a, uh, how many Batmobiles do you have? The, I have three Batmobiles, uh, Lego Batmobiles. I have the tumbler. Okay. I have the Batman, the new one. It's phenomenal. Nice. You can get that right now at Walmart. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and I have the 1989 Batman, Batmobile, I was going
2: to ask if you had the 89.
1: So I got these all on Amazon, uh, except the last two I bought at Walmart. And I laugh because I got the '89 Batmobile, and I bought it because like Amazon always has that pre-order thing, and they'll always yep. make something cheaper. I bought it for $19.99, and I've had it for a couple of years now. I've, I only, I only get the small ones. Like I, a friend of mine, John, he got the giant one, and he was like, "Why don't you get the giant $2.99 one?" I'm like, "But now I have three Batmobiles for $100, and you spent $2.99 on one Batmobile, and they all fit on my shelf, and there's three of them. Like Tumblr is awesome." But the new Batman, you can get at Walmart right now. I went and bought my daughter yesterday because she's a huge Lego. Um, We got her the Catwoman and the new Batcycle. But it comes with a um, Bat-Signal. That's cool. That's really cool. I know. See, I was – she's like, ooh, these motorcycles. I'm like, but there's a Bat-Signal. (laughs) <laughs> there's a bat signal i'm gonna put that on my
0: <laughs> shelf it's so cool so you're getting That's to the rad. you're getting to the point though buddy where it's like
1: it's just the accessories that come with it it's like but you have this already it's like yeah you know, but it has the signal it has that, that has filing the cabinet has a new broken pin. arm yeah it's got all the accessories in there on the top shelf if you open it it's just like little any of the accessories that come with these toys that are on the shelf there i don't put them on the toy i just throw them in all the batmobiles have a batman in it my daughter is allowed to play with them She just gotta put them back where they were allowed you just got to put them back no you know what back. this is her office too she gets to play with master chief she can play with the ecto-1 she can even play with the uh delorean up there she can play wow. with any of it she's allowed
2: she's allowed. father of the year yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna vote you in right now father of the year because i wouldn't it, i don't let them touch anything a toy man <laughs> if she breaks it to be totally honest with you i'll get
1: over it I can I always go get something else like it is what it is. I don't. I, I They're, spe- just things, They're just things, man. They're just things. not. They're cool to look at. They're just things. <laughs> this is my life. It's my life's work. They're collectibles. They're collectibles. Clark. They're not, though, because I take them out of the package. I'm mm. the one that does the opposite of the collection. I yeah. take it out of the package as soon as I get it. I laugh because I have uh, the 1989 Batman one. Like, if you go on like eBay, people are selling it in the box for like $200. And I'm just like, oh. but what is the point of that? That's, That's true. It's to, to each their own. You know what? Yeah. To each their own absolutely i just i take it out my comics i read them i've got you know new 52 number one there mm-hmm. i've read it i've touched it it's got my grease on it i've touched it i'm not whatever what you have to say oh, like that? i've read it i've touched this well it's true like so many people like we were at uh when we were at the uh, fan expo like i heard this guy buy a comic and then he was like oh it's so cool i'll, I'll buy the digital copy so i can read it later i'm like what what
2: what? Really?
1: what so you bought it you put it in a sleeve and then you're just gonna put it in a box Anyways, to each their own. Everybody yeah. has their own opinions about this. Absolutely. I know many of my friends collect things. Hey, I almost collected a console that I sold yesterday and it's, it's still, mm. it, is, it is what it is. It's not coming <laughs> to the 15th, but I won't, it's not coming to me anymore. So
0: Speak, uh, speaking of consoles, tough. speaking of that, and it was, I, I presume it was in the uh, Xbox world court. It was definitely an Xbox. Yeah. So, so speaking of Xbox and speaking of the consoles there for Steve, um, mm. You've seen the Xbox community itself grow and have those growing pains as it's kind of evolved over time. We all have. We've we've gone through eras of Xbox overall, where it's been like awesome, huge community engagement. And then there was this mid period, it felt like right around the one console that court mm-hmm. he who yeah, shall not be named about, man. we don't talk about yeah. it and it's it, Voldemort. it's Voldemort, and it, it really just kind of torpedoed a lot of that, that goodwill i think that came up at the 360 era and now mm-hmm. it's we have a pendulum that's kind of swung back what are some of the biggest yep. changes that you've seen because you've been doing this and covering everything across from playstation to xbox and, and and so on but like what do you see as kind of the biggest changes you've seen specifically around xbox over the years
2: I think it's just the way that they engage with the community, which is something I really appreciate. The fact that, I mean, there's still a huge conglomerate, Microsoft, a huge company. But the fact that they can just lean into a meme like the Xbox yeah. fridge and and get away with it and release Craig. a product, it, Craig the Brute or uh, the Xbox um, Series S leak the the monkey the the shifty-eyed monkey um i mean a lot of that obviously is is attributed to, to um the social team and all that but that being said the way that they just interact and kind of know who they are at this point it, it is so refreshing to see coming from a from a company like like microsoft and xbox i mean we just saw the them announce the the dita Collaboration in the shoes. The fact that they're leaning so heavily into like this '90s retro nostalgic um, thing right now is, is also cool too. They, they just have a really unique vo- voice. Oh, please,
1: yeah. I, so I was I was we talked about this on a, on a with a, someone else previously, and I, mm-hmm. I was explaining that. So Xbox to me right now, if you look at what group of people have the most disposable income, sure, it's millennials yep. and Gen X so what are we all we were, we were we all grew up either in the 80s or the 90s so okay, if you're going to lean into anything right now you're going to lean into the people that are going to be buying your consoles they're going to buy it for your kid they're going to buy they're going to even if their kid is playing nintendo because that's another company like sony actually will miss the boat in the next five years because that will come up soon for those kids that grew up with the playstation one but sure. like for me you said we we're the same age trust me i'm old I just turned 42, but he's got back pain. The Xbox 3, the, the Xbox 360 is like my 20s, like that. Yeah. It's so, like, I don't know anybody that I know growing up in their 20s that didn't have an Xbox 360, because none of us bought the PlayStation 3. None of us could afford that 700 Canadian dollar console. It was just crazy pants. So yeah. we would rather buy two Xbox 360s after a red ring of death problem than have buy one PlayStation. So. I had to throw it in there. You can't miss an episode without the red ring of death. No. So I I look at what is happening in the zeitgeist of, uh, of what they're leaning into, like the all for one, all Mm -hmm. these commercials that they're doing. It is literally the smartest thing ever because we're all, we all love nostalgia. Who doesn't love, look at, look at DC right now. They're like, yeah, 1989 Batman, you know, you love it. Yeah. They throw it out there. So I think Xbox is doing the same thing. All the marketing right now it's to us. And when it stops, you know what will happen? We're old. When they start right. marketing to us, then we're old.
2: That's when, you know, when, when Xbox stops the marketing push to speak to us, that's when. OK, now it's now it's time for our, the, the kids to enjoy it. And then they'll they'll have the same experiences as us. Yeah. Um,
1: last gen, I was PlayStation and this gen. I, I, I can't help like xbox speaks to me it feels like it's the community even speaks to me i've never Mm -hmm. i played playstation and i never became part of the community and it's not that i didn't try but like i didn't feel like if i joined groups or whatever it just didn't feel the same but with xbox like even xbox twitter i'll call it just so darn nice we talked about this in the pre-show everybody's so nice yeah i don't get Uh, it
2: yeah it's it's all like a lot of it is attributed to the social team the marketing team and um yeah, I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough to ha- to have the means and the opportunities to kind of, you know, be able to to game on all uh, platforms that this generation and last, to be honest, but to go to keep coming back to the Xbox one, I think you kind of touched on it before, but it's this pendulum swing that we're seeing where they're just doubling down on goodwill, whether it's the stuff with Xbox Live, with the, the price increase and rolling that back or um, opening up free-to-play games, stuff like that, they're really just trying to service the community um, first and foremost. And I know, obviously, at the end of the day, it's a business and they're doing what a business should do um, to attract you know, consumers and uh, revenue and stuff like that. But to, to see them do it in such a way that actually benefits the the community in in this way is, is really refreshing and that that that's just something i i see changing for the better and at the end of the day it, all it does is just benefit all of us right yeah and it's almost unheard of in
1: this day and age that yep. you they're so consumer friendly and and yes it probably has a lot to do with um, microsoft you know Being Scrooge McDuff, they got like this so much, like they've done so much over our lifetime. Like, think about it. Mm -hmm. Like for me, Windows, there used to be lineups for the launch of Windows when I grew up in the 90s, like people would line up for an operating system. Now we're just like, all right, make sure it's loading. And it was great. Like I have the new Windows on my computer. It's great. But I'm just saying it's it's different. And Xbox is like, I mean, they just look at it and they're like, hey, we were the meme. Let's be the meme. Like before people were making us the meme. Well, let's make ourselves the meme. No, yeah. it's just it's so smart. Like they've done whoever is on that social team and their PR for Xbox Canada. You mm-hmm. all deserve medals. Honestly, you guys are awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're a lot of fun to to work with. I've had the privilege of working with with uh, the Xbox Canada team, and they've just been really nice to me, um, and always always very very cordial. So yeah, shout out to them. I guess.
0: <laughs> Steve, what would you say to somebody who's purchase their first xbox like if this is their first go around and they're this generation because we talked about us being the ones that have like wow well, we've grown up with the og and we've gone through yep. the 360 and like court has said like well i've been 360 and, and i went to playstation and back again mm-hmm. but if somebody's new coming in young or old and coming into this ecosystem and this whole thing uh what would you suggest or what would you what would you say to them when they're purchasing uh, their I first? Mean, just xbox? Have-
2: just have fun honestly uh xbox to me has always been like the third party machine anything that you know is multi-platform i always go for the xbox i'm a huge achievement hunter so if 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 that you know sparks an interest to you if this is your first xbox console try to try to jump into the achievement ecosystem because that's a lot of fun and obviously xbox game pass yeah (laughs) eh, i don't know anytime i try to talk about uh xbox game pass i always feel like a um like a snake oil salesman but there's no snake oil like it's a legitimate product like like it's just yeah it's just such a great um service that i i can't imagine having an xbox and not having xbox game pass at this point like it it's just such a it's almost as important as just having a controller at this point, because and, you have access to so many games, day and day first party games. So if this is your first time getting an Xbox and you're like ta- even tangentially interested in Halo Infinite, definitely get the, the subscription for Xbox Game Pass. Because How much is that subscription? I think it's – for Ultimate, I believe it's 16 Yeah. It's like See, a, I was going to say you month. could do the meme. Like
1: Xbox commercial has become a meme itself. Yeah, it's like right? for the first three months, it's only $1. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah exactly. It, 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 and it's such a good deal. Like it, it was one of those things where even my friend the other day, he was like, oh, what console should I get? And I was like – I was like – like, I, I can't recommend the – Xbox more than anything else, and I'm like, and I wouldn't just recommend. That. I would just recommend. I didn't explain Game Pass, so it's on your PC, it's on your phone, it's on everything. Like, just go with it. And he yeah. just, he's just like, wow. I'm like, yeah, that's. He's like, but you're always. Pla-. I'm like, no, man. I'm like, for the value as a parent, I, I can't recommend Xbox anymore.
0: That was like, my that was my thing too the other day, core, because we went we went away for a few days and, uh, we went up to Niagara Falls. And my son and I, like he was tired in one of the mornings and we're just like, okay, we're going to chill after breakfast, stay in the hotel room. And then I grabbed my phone and I booted up the app and I actually just Mm. downloaded Super Lucky's Tale for him because it had touch controls on the phone. And I was like, hey, why don't you chill out and try this? I was like, it's like Mario because it's a platformer. So I was like, run around and he just. Started going, and I did have like a bit of a moment of like, that's cool because I've yeah. been a kid growing up where you're at the hotel and maybe you're bored or tired, and you're just like, I just want to play my Nintendo. Well, you can't bring all the cables and cords and everything with you or your original consoles, uh, it's not possible. And now I'm like, You are spoiled. I just booted a whole game on my phone for you, sir. Uh, it's Boy, ridiculous. Wow, why do you think, yeah. Steve? You mentioned something though, as Xbox being like like uh, the third party machine in some regard right obviously for all the game pass titles we have and the exclusives mm-hmm. but you mentioned saying like oh yeah it's my third party machine everything for third party developers like on xbox it's the exact same thing for me why do you think that is though because i i don't know what it is i've always just i've always done that i've had both consoles yeah, totally like, most Obi vision stop it it's pro- i just feel I'll like it's one. always gonna be it's my third party machine but why do you think that is
2: i i do think that it has all all to do with the extra features that it offers like Corey, it, it might have been a joke but just having <laughs> dolby atmos Dolby yeah. vision integrated into your console having um the fast like ssd or vrr like, VR, yeah vrr um just any of that plus for me at least i just really enjoyed the xbox uh like ui just being able cool. to to go through the menus and and boot up a game. It's just small things like that that just make me want to play on my Xbox. That's not to say that I don't like playing on my my PlayStation 5. I do, but it's just it's just the small little things that just remind me, okay, yeah, I'm going to use my Xbox today. Like it, I use my Xbox almost every day, even yeah, if it's, it's booting up Netflix
1: or something. Now, Halloween just passed, but if you could Frankenstein the PS5 and the Xbox, what would be, would it be like, what features would you take to make? Give me, give me five things. And then can true peripherals. Uh,
2: Dual sense, obviously yeah. put that together with the elite controller, please. And thank you. If we can yeah. get that like an elite series three with those kinds of features. Oh, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Um, I do think that to a certain extent, um, I would love to see. Um, a more streamlined uh, menu bar brought over to xbox i do think that playstation does have a little bit of a uh, a better ui in some regards some others not so much but yeah i don't know if i have necessarily five but those are the two that just pop into my head right away i'm sure if so i what, if what I'm would you take Dol- from the
1: xbox side like like 100 but you've already mentioned dolby vision dolby Atmos, yeah. so we're we know that's not on playstation so right. that's you've got the best graphic capabilities on the xbox like the xbox is the prettier the prettier box let's be Mm -hmm. honest here when you have it on your tv xbox is prettier i've played playstation i have you know games that are on ps plus that are also on game pass i've tried them both it runs better on the xbox
2: sure i i think the uh the way you expand the ssd on the xbox way more streamlined oh god easy like
1: (laughs) i, I mean
2: yeah exactly uh i would also bring over the size of the console reduce the the size of that playstation just a little bit so that so it you'd fit want the fridge it. the the, the
1: yeah. meme became the better right instead yes. of this this monolith like the playstation is a monolith
2: it, it is, is it, it is, is yeah. um it, it definitely disrupted my my entertainment system or space just a little bit but um it's cool, nonetheless. But yeah, those are those are two of the things that I would I would definitely bring over from the Series X over to the the
1: PlayStation. So if you're listening Xbox, what we're really saying is we want a controller that doesn't take batteries, yeah. or a controller that can sit on a charge stand without having to take the back pad off plat, back plate mm-hmm. off to put a battery in to make it like look different than the other controller. Might be a sore spot for me, <laughs> and <laughs> give some dual sense capabilities
0: yeah so yeah ready. i'm waiting for just that make- that next pro controller to for them to the do elite. do yeah the next elite has got to have some dual sense feature in there because those those triggers on playstation are just Wild. money. like they are oh amazing. yeah amazing
2: it, it's oh, yeah. so funny because leading up to the launch of the playstation 5 i was like well these are just buzzwords i yeah I, I get it you pull the trigger it feels like a bow and arrow but then you play a game where you're playing with a bow and arrow he's Okay, I feel like I'm doing it. Yeah, you got yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, oh and you yeah. Know what the dual set, the 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 haptic feedback and stuff like that. I really want to see that come over to the Xbox ecosystem because I could just imagine what like some of the developers could really do with that. Like, could you imagine like the next Elder Scrolls with like haptic uh, feedback and stuff like or that? that or Doom, be just some, cool. or any or do yeah. or any
1: of those games with the like Right. But even playing Call of Duty on that. Like, I truly think, and this is just pie in the Sky, me just throwing mm-hmm. out speculation or rumor, but like the fact that we don't have an Elite Series 3, the fact that Phil Spencer made the comment he made uh, a couple months ago, I'm sure mm-hmm. you covered it, Steve. He made a comment. And when Phil says something, he says it with purpose. He's not yeah. the guy that says, hey, this, that, and that. There's always a purpose in what he said. Yeah. And he made a comment about the dual sense on how he thinks it is one of the best controllers. He didn't say the best because he can't do that, because it's. but he said it's one of the best controllers out there. I truly think... They had an Elite Series Three idea. The Dual Sense came out. They finally got their hands on, it and they're like, "Scrap that. Yeah. We need an Elite Series Three. It needs haptic feedback. It needs everything that's making that fun to do on that side. We need it in ours because, like, ah. it's someone that had an Elite Series Two and had to take it back because it kept breaking. Sure. The fact that it didn't even charge. I, I I want an Elite Series just so it can charge, and I have to ch- plug the darn thing.
2: In. Sure i yeah no i i definitely see that and i refuse to believe that we'll go through this entire generation not having those features on xbox i I just don't see it yeah i don't see it possible
1: i think that's the next like peripheral that xbox is going to drop the hammer down and be like hey look at us we have here's the elite series 3 and it's probably not going to be for like two years let's be real here with manufacturing constraints Mm happening in the world we're going to get an Elite Series 3 with haptic feedback and all integrations. And that'll be Xbox's new thing. Like, hey, everything's updating on Game Pass. Here's the new games that have haptic feedback. Go back and play Ori. And when you're like, Gears. you're getting her, pa- getting the powers. <laughs> oh, and like, like, like think about all these games you can do this on. They could have so much fun with this.
2: Could you imagine active reloading in Gears with, yeah. oh. with, with like, the triggers? That would be awesome. It and that's can why can we need it. that stuff <laughs> over. Yeah, exactly. That's why we need that stuff over on the xbox side because they could just get so creative with it like we're seeing developers do on the playstation side or even like a game like ea does a lot with like you could
1: use jedi the new jedi fallen order because we all know yeah. we're getting it sure and when that lightsaber comes up Ooh, and yes. then you could feel Ooh. it oh my god just get us haptic yeah. feedback on the xbox because i i was one of those i had um assassin's creed valhalla on the ps5 um the one the one ubisoft game where i was like oh this is just too long uh and i played it 95 hours to finish was just too much um i agree But when the haptic feedback came in and you could go back i went back and played and i was like oh my god i truly think that if i had it before it might not have felt like a slog um it might not i'm not saying it wouldn't because the fact that there's two separate endings and i had to have both and it's just too much (laughs) but um the the bow i wanted to use the bow like every two seconds yeah. just for the haptic feedback and horizon forbidden west like i can't wait to, to play Sam. that game like i just can't or when the new god of war comes out and i'm throwing oh my god when i throw the axe like come yeah. on now
0: yep so steve what is as we're getting kind of towards the end of our, our lovely little conversation with you and we appreciate yes. your time and giving up all your uh, mid-lunch because you got to be getting a little hangry soon too um uh, <laughs> but what is what is next uh for your career what are you uh, working on like to work on but what is kind of coming down the road for you on your end
2: i i want to do more of this stuff i want to interact more with the communities do like more collaboration stuff um like obviously doing my writing gigs and doing my own podcast and stuff like that that's all fun and everything but i really do enjoy being able to to jump on and join you guys in discussions or uh You know just just yesterday uh, as we're recording this i I jumped on with ryan turfer for the the xbox drive and stuff like that being able just to interact with the community interact with other creators and stuff like that that's that's a lot of fun and i hope you know moving in past you know this huge busy period of the year i can kind of do that more uh that's that's ideally what i want to do nice that's awesome yeah
1: and hey this is going to put it. You're allowed back anytime ah. you want. And remember, we record during the day. You're in the discord. You yes. see it. Just hop in. Start talking to oh, us.
2: I love that. I love that idea. I'm definitely going to take I, you and, up and, on that. And opera. that's one thing I truly love about this community that
1: I feel I've become a part of real quick in six months. Um, Everybody's just so darn nice. Like maybe it's the Canadian thing. It could be. You know, could be. We, we, could, you, we could use that trope very easily. But I, I, I will say this to anybody listening. Um. The Xbox Canada community is just, man, it's nice. Like it's just positive, 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 positive. Um, I haven't seen the negative yet, and I'd be scared if I did because I, I, I've seen people stick up for other. It's just so much positivity in this, this community.
2: I, I think a lot of it also has to do with how small and niche the Canadian side is. We're not the U.S. side. I didn't not, realize that ha- either, Steve. Yeah, like we don't have the IGNs, we don't have those big outlets over here. So everyone's just kind of trying to make a name not not for only themselves, but for Canada, right? Like it's all it's kind of like an all for one sort of thing, where it's like let's prove that Canada is a country worth you know talking about when it comes to games journalism, content creation, stuff like that. Like I feel like you know we have a lot to prove still in that space, and that's why you see everyone try and help each other out because everyone's kind of in this together
1: yeah because i've i as someone that's been following the game industry like since ign's inception Mm -hmm. i always see and i can see it on twitter like the u.s side there's this hey we're doing our thing yep like but i see on the canadian side like everybody uplifts each other like you'll see
2: uh,
1: other creators in the canadian community saying great video or uh, i listen to your podcast i love it and i've even someone myself that has gone out of my way now to only listen to the Canadian community content besides our friends over at the PlayStation trophy room. I, I love those guys. They're honorary Canadians. Um, <laughs> I only, I stopped listening Matt and I talked about this before you even hopped in. I stopped listening to kind of funny lately mm-hmm. and I still listen to the Xbox show, but everything else I i just, I don't know. It doesn't speak to me. We'll see when Greg Miller comes back, but sure. I, I have gone out of my way to be like, you know what? I should be supporting my community and supporting all the others that support us and and so i've gone out of my way that i listen to everybody's content i'm sure you probably might have read my question yesterday on xbox drive i go out of my way to send i send them a message every single week anytime anybody says hey we need questions for our show and i see the next i'm like i'm in i'll give you a question i know it's content it helps
2: yeah everything helps that's awesome and yeah i I talk
1: to you guys every sunday
2: Absolutely. You do. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I always see you in the chat and it's always great to, to interact with that, uh, with you and just other people of the community in that, in that way as well. Yeah.
0: Court, court, you, you gotta I, ask. I, I... Hi, it's Matt. Oh, oh, it's Matt from so, Assemble XP. You have one so more question have, to ask yeah. Steven. It's and the most important.
1: Is, and this is because of Josh. I'm not, I'm not going to be, because I am definitely on the side <laughs> of, um, I, th- I think almost every time my takes, like, Josh is not going to like my take on Cobra Kai. It's been three episodes. Sorry. It's done. Not watching it anymore. Midnight mass. Yeah. They jumped the shark in the last three episodes. Not my fault, but Hey, pineapple on
2: pizza. Where Mm -hmm. do you stand? It should be outlawed. Let's be honest guys. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm I'm all for letting people make dumb decisions if that's what they really want to do. If you want to put pineapple on your pizza, go ahead. But there's not a single thing you can do to convince me that that's a good topping on the pizza. I, I'm sorry. I can go on forever. But when you have things like prosciutto, arugula, and you can put that on a wow. pizza, why would you con- consider pineapple? Why is that even in the okay, conversation? I've, I've got to follow up. Since yeah. you know what good toppings on a pizza are, so mm-hmm. you might have like maybe
1: maybe your soon-to-be wife is Italian heritage. I went there; I had to because Josh was asking me Spanish. No, Spanish but, well, there you go. Same, same. Yeah. Wow, because wow, my wife's Italian. It's no, hey, it's the same sort of food culture. Like it really is. True. It okay. really is. Yeah, the food culture is the same. Are you wood fire or oven roasted pizza?
2: If if I had to pick, wood fire. Oh yeah, yes. so yeah. good. It's a pizza no. podcast now. Hey.
1: Love it. <laughs> I'm
0: going out to get dominoes after this.
1: Ooh, Gross. You're going to, to
2: get and
0: heartburn. I'm going to get heartburn with pineapple. <laughs> oh my oh, God. God. And I'm going to tweet it at both of you. <laughs> oh, it's so gross.
1: I'm going to send that over and you will like it. You will put that prosciutto with your birdies on line. you like i i went to italy and they have the best wood fire pizzas like i've had like yeah. you just get a margarita pizza there and you're like yeah why is this taste so good
2: thank you thank you for bringing up the margarita pizza because the if, best pizza ever by the way if if you needed yeah if you needed toppings on a pizza the margarita pizza wouldn't be what it is yeah, it's, it's a true. little just bit cheese. of arugula sprinkled yep. over with cheese. a little basil a, l- a great sauce great cheese that's all you need so much but flavor then, and i get it C- canada is a, is a it's a heritage thing people are like well it's 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 from canada pi- putting pineapple on pizza canada's made many mistakes yeah <laughs> in its yeah, history we do a lot wrong pineapple is one, yeah pineapple yeah. one of those things let's just let's get pizza, on the pizza, right side of history. another one of those things thank you
1: yeah oh gross it's cardboard <laughs> dominoes i know it's american mistake of letting it in
2: i know this the show is now assemble x pizza oh, oh the pizza wow. like that.
1: that's the name now that has become the name oh. of the episode starring yep. <laughs> there we go assemble <laughs> x pizza
0: steve thank you so much for being here thank you for oh, giving the time you. to hang out and at lunch talk pizza and talk all things community yes. xbox and more but please tell everybody where can they find you all the details plug your stuff absolutely. my friend
2: absolutely thank you uh First off, thank you guys again for for the invitation to come here. Uh this was amazing. I love hanging out with you guys. It's a, this is a great this has been a great uh episode. And yeah, you can, everyone can find me on Twitter at svikvari. Uh you can also find my work on Mobile syrup iPhone in Canada console creatures squad state and you can also find uh, find me on the Canadian Geek Cast where we record every Sunday on Twitch. You can subscribe to the feed on podcast services or follow the podcast on Twitter at Canadian Geek CST. Thank, Thank you, Steve, you for joining us.